0: When you get hurt, right, when a child falls and scrapes his knee, right, Mm -hmm. that takes a little while to heal, right, because depending on how deep the cut is, Mm -hmm. you might need stitches, or you might need a band-aid, and oftentimes I feel people are trying to put a band-aid on a wound that needs stitches, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's when you're, and it's like if you look at the doctor perspective of it, Mm -hmm. right, that's how infections (laughs) happen, so here you are trying to heal and you have this wound and these stitches, and now it's infected. So now mm-hmm. your healing process is now delayed and it's gonna be longer because mm-hmm. you didn't get the proper care that you needed. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, what I realized is when I thought I was healing, I was going to external sources. Mm-hmm. That was alcohol, right? It was men, it was partying, it was clubbing because I was using that to alleviate the pain, but I wasn't dealing with the actual problems. <sighs>
1: hey guys hi guys welcome back to another episode of life with kiana and v take the reins we're literally sitting here and just kind of like ooh. Chat. processing july july has been so
2: fun and so crazy and it's been a lot all over the place i was just telling when i said you know those little um instagram july dumps or whatever when i
1: saw yours Piana, <laughs> i felt it
2: like <laughs> mine was such a range of emotions like like we said last episode everything mm-hmm. happened around the 4th of july which mm-hmm. was the beginning of the month and now we're at the very last day I was like, wow, and i so much like happened. you probably can even hear it through the podcast of like just how much growth has happened in yeah. the month uh-huh. And I'm like, I feel like such a completely person and like, I don't know. It's just, it was just so, so crazy to even think about, like, I don't know. I've been through heartbreaks before, but this one has just taken yeah. the cake. Like I was down and out and now I'm like in such a better place. Yeah. Um, and I can't explain it
1: guys, but. We I will just, on another
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, because the way that I've seen Kiana really handle this one. This time around is just different, it's different. and that's because Cam has really been doing the work. Yeah, and I am honestly really proud of you. Yeah. Like, you've even motivated me to like step out of my yeah. comfort zone and do things like what well, we'll talk about. just Yeah, a time. we'll
2: you know talk huh? about it a little later. But um, I definitely felt like that energy that I had in DR of just like
0: mm. you know what
2: well, life is too short to just really. Um, Yeah, you're going to be sad for a little bit, but you also had to realize, like, that just means you get to experience so much more, um, and so much more new things, and, like, to not take advantage of this time, like, you are only single, like, but so many times in your life, so I think, like, I really embraced it this time around, and not gotten so, like, lonely type of feelings, Mm -hmm. um, and just, like, started to look for the good, and, like, ask God to, like, show me the beauty in this season, and I think he's really been showing out, um, Yes. I've been having a little good time. You have been having a good time, Kiana. Yes. like, where are you? And not to say like, I'm out here wilding out or it's not going to, cause I got to clean that up a little bit. <laughs> like I'm having a good time just having, enjoying my freedom and just yeah. getting to know myself all over again, getting to know this new version of myself, yes. creating this new identity of like, you know, who I really want to become this woman of God that I want to become. So it might sound like I'm just, like, out here being wild, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm definitely having fun, like, and just enjoying, like, getting to know
1: myself all over again. So, that is what we are talking about. Yeah. So, just so it doesn't get misconstrued. No, I love that. You know, Kiana and I have conversations, and, like, we, we really know what we want and yeah. what we yeah. deserve. And, like, the fact that, like, now Kiana, I feel like me and Kiana are, like... <laughs> <laughs> like... We've I, never, I don't think we've ever we've been, been single been, together I so. know and
2: it's like oh, <laughs> no but like it's been fun doing this with you but um, it's good that we're single now and with oh this my gosh, mindset God gotta, <laughs> gotta be on our mind because yes. me now here is different um, yeah. but it's so been definitely that. like yeah. a great journey especially experiencing this with you
1: mm-hmm. oh lord yeah. uh, July has been July in July, uh, you July <laughs>
2: No, July's been a ton of fun, but definitely a range of emotions. I feel like a whole nother person, and I know August is about to just explode yeah. and like really be um, just a whole new beginning for both mm-hmm. of us. Um, and I'm excited to see where it takes us. I mean, in August is the
1: last month here, technically, oh in this gosh. apartment. So, yeah. you know, we've been here for five years, mm-hmm. so just trying to take everything in right now Yeah, a
2: range of emotions just being like ready to leave this place Mm -hmm. and where we're going next Mm -hmm. um and just how we even got to that point is a whole episode in itself no it really is um but we will bring you guys along the journey as always okay so we went to go see the sound of freedom oh my god Um, yeah it was so good but so sad <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? Oh, there's a dog here as usual. <laughs> is there ever not a dog here? Please, I don't even think we need the the trigger warning anymore. Like it's always gonna be a dog here because we always book him. his <laughs> puppy he's, palace.
0: He's in the back. Uh,
2: um, um. Yes, we have another guest here as usual. <laughs>
1: But, no, yeah, Sound of Freedom was really good. I actually was going to go watch it by myself, remember? Yeah,
0: I was like, <laughs> what? you, what you what? At me? <laughs> you
1: know? Stop. Yeah. Anyways.
2: Um, yeah, she was going to go watch it yeah. by herself. And I feel like it's a movie about
1: human trafficking. So I was like, that's weird. But also. I really wanted to watch it. And I don't know if you wanted to watch it or not until I sent you that. And it was really good. It was very... I mean, it's not... It's not... Um... As graphic yeah. as people think it might be but you you do understand what's going on and I think it's I think it's important that everyone goes out and watches yeah. it. Um it's very eye-opening even like for me like mm. I'm just like wow, they're just getting even smarter and smarter yeah on how to be doing this so it's really good we went to go see that um, <clears throat> I actually met up with one of my friends for breakfast and she took hot Pilates with me for mm-hmm. the first time she loved it um, you know, I was telling Kiana that right now I just feel that I have so many girlfriends around me mm-hmm. going through relationships stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but like, I'd be giving them really good advice. Well,
2: yeah, I, feel, I feel like people like, who aren't blinded by their own perspective can really see the full picture. And- speak to like you know like it just shows us exactly what we wouldn't want to go through and like you know her pretty well so
1: no yeah like I was telling you I was like wow like lately I've just been giving so many of my girlfriends really good relationship advice and I'm just like I know what I want and don't want and I know how much of value I am and and
2: And I think because like you either learn that in a relationship mm -hmm. or you learn it through other people's relationships so I think like I've had the blessing of learning it girl, through a relationship, girl. and you're having the blessing of learning yes. it outside of other people's
1: relationships. Yeah. I'm just like, Lord Jesus. all, all right. right. <coughs> but, but here we are. Um, but yeah, we also went to worship night. Hallelujah. <laughs> Kiana. Hallelujah. Kiana went to her first worship night. And it won't be the last. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, in the
2: Lord's name. Um, no, it was a great worship night. We went to Union um, Church, VWI edition. Uh, it was my first one. I was I wanted, I wanted to go to the last one, um, but I had to work, and I will make sure I miss every shift from here on out because it is a priority. I need to be with my Lord and Savior. Um,
1: is that so, Kiana?
2: Yes. So I went there. <laughs> And we both got to take both of our mentees, which is yes, really that cool was
1: so um, good. to do that
2: with Vanessa and, like, be mentors and just have our mentees with us. Yeah. It was, like, really cool. Yeah. Um, and I've known about this church. I actually went before but never experienced, like, a worship night. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited to, um, you know, like, just so, do something different on a Friday night. And, like, I just love worship worshiping anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was just ready to be in the room. But when I tell you <laughs> that... I was not ready for what God opened my eyes to see. I was not ready for that. Um, you immediately, Kiana
1: got there before It was me. so
2: funny because me, I was I was telling my mentee, I was like, I mean, you don't know, maybe you'll find a nice godly man there. And she was like, my eyes, I'm blind to that. Like, I'm not looking for that. We get out the car and we just see beautiful men of God coming out. And she starts blinking her eyes and said, oh, you can see now. <laughs> because like I was like whoa (laughs) no one was ready for that um but
0: it was coming for a (laughs) night of
2: worship for Jesus on a Friday night and just leaving one more but um no it was actually very reassuring to see like God took his time with them and you know like I feel like men of God kind of get like this rap of like not being super attractive or like kind of being dorky so it was really great to see like these beautiful yes. chocolate men of God, <laughs> of God that like love Jesus. or like really love yes. on God and like can be like looking like God really took His time with them because yeah, Hallelujah! I cannot stress it enough. Um, no, but it was really great to be in the presence of God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so
1: sorry, yes, I'm... you kind yourself. <laughs>
2: I was in the presence
1: Stop of God, Jesus. God I was
2: in the presence of God and God only, and what God has for me will not miss me, so anyways, um, but no, that won't be my last, and I recommend all of you guys to come out <laughs> to the next one um, but I love um mastertop. <laughs> <posture. laughs> <laughs> I love their pastor, and I follow him him on Instagram. So I was thinking it was just gonna be like a worship night, Mm -hmm. um, just us singing, and then we got blessed with like a word from him too, which actually really motivated me. That was really good, Um, and I needed that because you know I feel like God reaches you in whatever season you're in, and like will speak to you if you're willing to receive it. And I know my girls
1: were like blessed with it too, um, so so they're just as enthusiastic about. No, yeah, they my girls loved it too. I love that we got to experience... We got to do that together and experience oh, yes. that together. <laughs> Kiana, stop. Uh. You see? You see? <laughs> Kiana got there before me. I literally... She immediately texted like, oh, me. Oh, girl.
2: What? You didn't tell me it was... <laughs> my mentee was like, it's like the BET Awards. And I was like, oh my gosh. I didn't... I wasn't really... I, I had no expectations. Yeah. But that's not why we went, but it was just... It's no, always it nice to get a little blessing.
1: No, and like, I love when like... They let the Holy Spirit just we
0: worship Holy Holy Spirit during worship, like it was great.
1: No stop, keep going. Let the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. lead. Like I love worship like that, and I love that I get to experience that. You know, on a worship night, you know, even if it's once a month, you know, like it's oh my
0: gosh, it's it reminded me
2: so much of like the church that I grew up in because I grew Mm -hmm. up in a Baptist church. Mm -hmm. So you know, sometimes I can miss that. Like you know, everything sounds. A lot like Maverick City, or like yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. you don't get that like home feeling, mm-hmm. but I definitely got that there. And um, no, it was just awesome to be.
1: It was fun. Did you know that that was the same night that Drake was here? It was a Drake concert that same night. Well, <laughs> someone told me, they're like, Well, look oh, at I you now, I Vanessa. I On a Friday night.
2: Listen, God I knew like, exactly where yeah, I needed be, and exactly I was not upset about it we at needed. all. <laughs> um But yeah, so we had a great time. It was and good. It will be good the next one.
1: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So, um, oh, and we had Adeseli's baby shower yesterday. Yeah, which was really good. Oh yeah, it was really hot. Yeah, it was fun. It was
2: so much fun, and the food was oh delicious. Gosh. I already knew it was going to be hitting. I was yeah. so excited. <laughs> um, but everything looked so beautiful. Like she did such a good job with the provision really and the decoration. Like yeah. And all the cute little babies, I was like, "Woo, Lloyd!" In my time, in yes. my time. But um, that was so much fun, and like just catching up with some of the girls.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and just like doing girly things, I love that. It was really good. It was really
1: fun. so mm-hmm. um, oh, I I did get invited to be a guest speaker oh at this flourishing woman's workshop. Tell them the truth about it, uh, I, Okay, I was gonna get there, Kiana. <laughs> I'm not going to leave anything out. Okay. So, I actually got invited to be a guest speaker to this event like 2 months ago. Mm-hmm. Right. And I remember we're sitting here in the kitchen island table Reading my emails in the morning While Kiana was getting ready to go to work And I was like, Kiana, I just got invited to be a guest speaker To like this woman's workshop And um, I was like, wow, that's so good Like, I kid you yeah. not I was nervous, I was scared I was like, I'm honored But I'm like, you know, like It's out of my comfort zone I mean, yeah. I've done it before yeah. with Monet yeah, but Plenty this is a of times, but this is different yeah. And Kiana was like, you're gonna say yes, right? And I was like, yeah And then I checked the dates and I was like, oh, well, that's my cousin's baby shower. Mm-hmm. Sorry, can't do it. And uh, we left it at that. I don't think Kiana and I ever spoke about it again. Yeah. So I emailed her back and I was like, you know, unfortunately it's my cousin's baby shower. I'm not going to be able to go. But I'm not going to lie. A part of me was like, oh, yeah. Like a little re- yeah, relieved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're, I'm not going to. You don't have to put yourself you out know, there. You right. don't have to get out your comfort zone. I know. I know. So last week. Kiana asked me, she was like, so did you ever email her back and tell her you're going to do it? I mm. was like, Kiana, no, it's my cousin's baby shower. And here comes Kiana, <laughs> giving me the rundown. You know, like, <clears throat> you know, I just feel like Kiana, there's a reason why, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't even have to say it like, out loud. Like, Kiana really makes me see things different sometimes you know because I am the type of person that I always put other people before me Mm -hmm. you know and you know Kiana was like you know, you're never going to get this opportunity again. Mm-hmm. This is your cousin's second baby, you know, and just Sorry kind of <laughs> start really putting things yeah. in perspective for me. She's like, you know, you're never really going to get an opportunity like this. You know, what are the odds? Mm-hmm. And I had just expressed to Kiana how I've been, wanting to, to, I've been wanting to put an event like this together out here. Yeah. And, you know, to be asked to be a speaker at one of these events, it's, it's, it's yeah. pretty big. Yeah. Um. So Kiana made me realize that, you know... I needed to revisit my priorities. (laughs) 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 I was so mad at her because I was
2: like, are you kidding me? Because Mm -hmm. one, Mm -hmm. like you are blessed to have your family here, you Mm -hmm. know, like you can literally see them any point and yeah, it is her second baby. And it's not like you can't, um, you know, celebrate her on your, like in a more intimate way. Yeah, But like to pass up this opportunity for something that you could definitely, that will come around um, for something that is gonna be like something you know is gonna stretch you so much. Oh, definitely and like you're gonna get just more of these type of events mm-hmm. just for, from doing this one. I was like, uh you better email her back right now because <laughs>
1: saying no to this is not an option. Yeah, no, it's definitely out of my comfort zone. Yes, I'm nervous, but also like I just feel like God has equipped me Yes. It
2: wouldn't present itself yeah. if you weren't prepared for yeah. it. And you'd already know God's going to speak through you. So mm-hmm. it's going to be fire and I can't wait. Um, no, I'm
1: so excited. Yeah. So I did end up emailing her back <laughs> that morning. Yeah, I was like, send an email right now. Yeah, you, um, so I emailed her back and, you know, she was really happy and grateful that like yeah i was like you know if I, it's still open <laughs> she could put you
2: on that flyer soon enough
1: <laughs> so i'm excited i'm happy so if you're looking for a great community um a community of like-minded women you know definitely come out to this event it's going to be on august 19th in dc from 10 to 3 um and pretty much what this is going to be about um we're going to be journaling a lot Diving into your relationship with yourself, um, discussing Mm. self-love, self-care practices, um, learn and practice journaling tips, just everything. And just being around these women. Like, you know, Kiana and I, we've done a couple of these before Mm -hmm. and they are so inspiring. Yeah, like it's amazing. And there's going to be three speakers myself and two other women. So you definitely don't want to miss out. I think there's limited it's very limited. Yeah. Yeah. Very limited space. So we'll link it on our show notes Mm -hmm. here and then I'll have it linked on my bio as well. But yeah, really
2: exciting. I'm excited for you. (coughs) I can't wait. This is just the beginning and uh, I'm so excited. You now look at us. I know! Oh, I'm gosh. so excited. Um, I can't say it enough. I know. Um, but we have a treat in store for you yes. guys. We have recorded with a guest last night, and we know this is going to bless you all so much. This is going to be a part two to our last episode, so if you haven't listened to The Rainbow After the Rain, which was our last episode, stop right now and go listen to that one before you um, press play on this one so that you can have some context, um, but we know this is... Going to be a great uh, podcaster. Take all the notes um, and stay tuned. Hey, so we have our beautiful guest here, Miss Ingrid. Hey, girl. Hey. Yeah. Um, Ingrid is somebody that I met almost maybe two years ago. I feel like maybe a year. Ago. Last, last. Well, somewhere. I know the first time I met you. Oh, it was um, Highlight like the City. It was yeah. in January.
0: Ingrid's going to let me do this intro. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, Kiana. <laughs>
2: this is to see what's to come. together and something about her really drew me to her she doesn't know this but I was like I'm gonna be her friend and lo and behold we had flourishing which is the mentorship program that Vanessa and I are currently in as mentors and Ingrid was my mentor Mm -hmm. so God I knew and God knew that we were Mm -hmm. destined to connect and um, ever since then she's just been such a uh, fruitful person in my life and Mm -hmm. Um, she's helped me so much through just day-to-day things healing um relationship stuff and just being like a great shoulder to be uh like lean on and just speak so much life into me and i feel like we're kind of similar so i feel like she really understands me and i think that um you just need people in your life that can see you for who you truly are um and she doesn't even like know like the full version of myself Mm -hmm. but she can really see who i am so I just value her so much, um, and we wanted to have her on this podcast today because we wanted to do, like, a part two of our last episode, um, because we got so much feedback about, like, how we heal and, like, the process of healing, and, uh, a lot of ladies who haven't even started that process yeah. and are, like, so much mm-hmm. further out from, like, maybe their heartbreak or whatever they've been going through, um, so we thought that this would be a great conversation to extend and also have Ingrid along
1: because she is, like, perfect healer. for this,
0: <laughs> The healer. The healer. <laughs> That's Jesus. That's Jesus, <laughs> Jesus in me. Jesus
2: um, in her. And she just done, has done so much work on herself, mm-hmm. and I can speak to um, so many practices that she's um, gotten to this,
0: gotten her to this point right now. So, without further ado, Miss Ingrid. Thank Uh-oh. you, Mike, little Kiana. <laughs> That's just how it was. I finished, I finished sentence, right? That's like, whenever I go, like, should i should have be been great Let them finish? I just get so excited. Yeah. And anyone who's ever had a conversation with me knows I like to talk. Mm-hmm. Like, time does not exist when the yeah. conversation and the Holy Spirit shows up. because you, Sometimes I'm talking and I'm like, damn, where is this coming from? That's yeah. when I'm like, that's not me. That's God right there. Yeah. And so, thanks. I know when you guys reached out, I was like, oh, I'm honored Aww. to be on the podcast. Especially because when I listen to you guys, I usually do what I'm cooking. So, it just feels like y'all oh, in the living room, room and mom, y'all I'm listening I do to you and I just know that you guys are bringing truth and realness and rawness of like what it is to be a woman, right? Yeah. What it is to go through her. And um there's a lot of people out there that either don't have community or yeah. have you know just lost friends or they feel alone and they're just like, I don't I don't even know. Like yeah. but you guys are providing that you know atmosphere, that avenue for them to know, hey girl, it, it's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be okay. Ooh, I'm <laughs> Yeah. Well, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, and I'll share this because I feel like this is um, something healing I'm very passionate about, mm. but I think the reason why I'm passionate is because I've been hurt a lot. Mm. Mm. And so I uh, grew up a middle child, so I had that middle child syndrome for mm. like 15 years until my little baby sister came around, um, but I had a great childhood. And it wasn't until I got to high school and I experienced my first heartbreak at fifteen, mm. where it was just like I all I remember was like I had no desire to live and it was just like the world sucks Stop. and it's just like uh, all right. But then I turned into the heartbreaker. <laughs> so I was like, about oh day. Day, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you know I only messed up like a year before I like got locked down into a relation that lasted till like one year after high school, and then from there, that you know that guy. He was an angel. Like, that could have been my husband, but I messed it up. I oh, sabotaged Lord. that. Really? Like, I don't know. Kiana! <laughs> <laughs> I did try searching Yo. him online. He's like, oh, I'm media. Kiana
1: <laughs> has been on no breaks. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> no, but um, I, it just got to a point. I think we were about to hit five years, and we had... We were going through that stage where like we're not. I wasn't happy, but I was still forcing the relationship. Yeah. And then um, he got an apartment for me. Like he was doing the most to make me happy. How old are you? I'm 34. No, how I, I old was, were you? Uh, I was 18 at the time. Oh. He was 19. No, he was 20. He was two years yeah, older, and I was 18. Right. <laughs> look him up on Facebook. Like, look, I did try sorry, Facebook everywhere. He's <laughs> off the grid. It's I tried sad. already. But um, but yeah, I got to that point where I was just like, I want to be in a relationship no more. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, that push, like, I wanted to be the loca. Like, I that's literally what was trying to come out. And it was summer. Summer of two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it's, like, summertime coming around. Like, Jesus, take the wheel, because.
2: Stop, <laughs> <It's> Yana.
0: <laughs> <dark>, <laughs> you know, it's talking about the heat. You know, it's talking about the heat, you know?
2: the heat. It is hot.
0: Yeah. So, I remember there, I broke the relationship <laughs> off. And, you know, I just i hurt him a lot like mm-hmm. i hurt him a lot yeah. and i so the way we broke up was like i called my mom when he was at work i was like mom, come pick me up come grab my stuff and then i deleted my phone number and i deleted my social media i fell off the face of the earth like i ghosted him mm-hmm. Because like I had been telling him like I'm not happy and he was just not letting it go and so it was just like the only choice I got is to run and just be really, like I fell off the face of the passed. earth and I told everybody if he ever hits you up you don't know about me so you know like that and you know then I lived to be the loca mm-hmm. um, I think two years after that. Um, I started talking to someone in the military through a mutual friend. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was just like, okay, I like this, because you know we don't have to commit. You overseas, I'm here. But we went to the same high school, so we kind of know each other. And I knew his family, so I was at family parties and stuff. Mm -hmm. So when he came back, he did that pursuing. And then I was just like, bro, I'm not interested. But he pursued for like a year. And that's when I was like, you know what? Let me give him a chance. We've been there. So I gave him a chance, and then six months in, he proposed. And I remember when wow. he proposed, I was like, what, the, what are you doing? But I fell hard. I fell in love. Wait, when I was this? Hard. This is when I was 23. Okay, Miss Amory. Wow. Um, and so, racking them up. Six months, wait, months, wait, six months Teach that, me your ways. We, we tied the knot, and I was like, look, I, I wanted a big wedding, but he had orders to deploy again, so I was like, look. Just get married to the court. We went to Paris, we went to Jamaica as like our wedding <laughs> gift or whatever. And you know, then he came back, we were like kind of the merry life for like two months, and then he deployed. And that's when it was like another dark season because I was diagnosed with depression, with anxiety because I had you know access to the military hospitals, and it was just like I didn't want to get out of bed. Like it was, it hit me so hard because I felt hard for this guy. Mm-hmm. And then, um, he deployed, um, that was 20 end of 2014 then 2015 um at that time we speak through skype and i just feel like oh, no, so- i know i feel like skype feels like ages ago right Wait, by this time
1: were you guys still married yeah we were okay, married, yeah. okay
0: we were married um and so yeah we would chat here and there and i, I would love sending him care packages every month that was like my Aww, most exciting thing to do is yeah. like all his snacks that he wanted and we didn't really talk a lot and so he started to be weird Right. And, you know, the military does something to our troops. So I was like, you know, I'm going to let it be. But when he came back, it was bad. Mm -hmm. Like PTSD was was real. But he turned to alcohol and I turned to marijuana. Mm -hmm. Because it was just like we weren't dealing with each other. Mm -hmm. We had other sources to just deal with each other. Mm -hmm. And then it just got worse and worse to worse. And I found out he was being unfaithful. And I'll just will never forget. And you guys might know this when I felt my heart fell to my stomach, oh, yeah. and I wanted to throw it up because yeah. this was a man who, for one, I don't want give him the time of day. Right? He right. chased me for a year, and then I gave him a tiny. Then I fell really, really hard, and then for him to break my heart yeah. that way, and so I left because I was like, uh uh-uh. uh But I was married, so I was like, <laughs> I just can't leave like another relationship. <laughs> you can't. Ingrid. yeah. So I was like I <laughs> can't. Like my mom was always like, you don't deal with nobody stuff. Like you throw. I was like, it's like I nobody wasting my time. But we were married, so I was like, we we have to work at this. Mm-hmm. And so I told him, I was like, we're not talking to each other. We're literally not getting along. So we need counseling. Mm-hmm. So he had agreed to counseling, and we were in counseling for like three months. And counseling was always me crying my butt off, and him just sitting there. Like, no. But one of the homeworks that she gave us was like start dating again. And, like, you know, rekindled. So we did that. So I can see he was trying. But then by the end of 2016, we kind of, like, just, well, he's, he was sitting down. And I got, had gotten home. By this time, I had already, like, had an apartment. So we were kind of living together, but kind of not. Because, see, I had a plan B, just in case. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ladies, we told you over. Yeah. <laughs> see, so I was like, you know, this doesn't work out. At least I got somewhere to go. Um, But, yeah, we sat down, and he was just like, I don't want to work at something. Like, we don't have kids. Like, we're young. And I'm the type of person, like, one of my biggest fears is rejection. And when I get rejected, oh, girl, I no, that's it. Like, I don't come back. I don't give you the time of day. No is no. That's it. And so we sat He said that. I was like, bye. (laughs) Like, you know, I was like, I... And then I had reflected, I was like, I tried. I was like, I left, but I came back and we tried. And we did try. It just didn't work, right? And so 2017, it was the year I started that journey of, like, I want to heal, right? But what did I do? I turned to alcohol. (laughs) I was, like, drinking myself every weekend, you know, trying to, like, get away from the pain and be like, I'm okay, like, forget him, da, da, da. Um, but the truth was, I wasn't, right? And also, nobody knew we were going through a separation. It was just wow. me and, like, another friend. Because I was very, there was, like, a lot of shame. So I was like, oh, my <laughs> gosh, I don't want people to be like, I failed at marriage. I didn't want nobody to know, nobody in my business. So that in itself was really hard because it's kind of like, you have to put this front up. Like, mm-hmm. everything's going to show up. But, like, deep down, it's like, you know, your house is on fire. <laughs> and yeah. you just have to show up. And so, you know, from that, I say 2017 was when my healing journey started. Mm-hmm. So I did not know God then. And so this is where the, the self-universe mm-hmm. type of healing started. And so finally, I think it was like mid-July when I was like, I need to tell people. So I told my family first. And I told them because, see, when you mix antidepressants and alcohol, you blackout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I had a lot of <laughs> blackouts. And one birthday that year, when I turned 27, I think it was 27, 28, I went to California by myself. Nobody knew I was in California. Mm-hmm. But like my best friend at the time, I drank myself on my birthday, almost to death, but I woke up in a high rise, covered in my blood, bruised up, with no memory of the night before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the heck just happened? I don't know what happened. And so I was freaking out, calling my friend back home, and I explained to her what happened. She's like, you need to go get checked out, go to the ER. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't want to, because I was still like drunk <laughs> from the night before. Um, but I checked my credit cards, no charge. I checked my cash. All my cash was there. I checked mm. my Snapchat because of the time of Snapchat, right? I didn't snap nobody. <laughs> I didn't snap nobody. <laughs> I didn't snap nobody. So it was just like, what the heck did I do? Mm. The last memory I have is being at the bar, and the bartender being be like, it's her birthday. And everybody's like, happy birthday. And it was like drinks coming left and right, and I'm mm. over here drinking. And the next thing, I wake up in high-rise. And so I had canceled the rest of the trip to fly back home because I was like, this is my rock bottom. Yeah. Mm. This is like my rock mm. bottom. And I remember just waiting for my flight to depart. So Santa Monica is not far from LAX. Um, so I went to Santa Monica and I sat there and I sat on the beach and I was like, why am I alive? I'm like, is there a God? Because at that time I didn't know God. I was like, why am I alive? Because like, what the heck? Like I should be dead. Like literally in the circumstances <laughs> and environments that I was in, I should be dead. But yeah. I did not know why I was alive. And so that's kind of like where I would say my awakening started, right? It's just mm-hmm. like questioning everything. I was like, what the heck is the universe? You <laughs> know What is this? And so I went through very a lot of things, things like that. <clears throat> But during that time is when I focused on me. I lost... I got the fittest that I ever got. Like, I got into fitness. I started taking care of me. Mm -hmm. Um, I got into dancing. Um, Mm -hmm. I started teaching and all that stuff. So then we went into 2018, and then that's when Jesus found me. And that was, like, the missing piece. Like, I had healed my body. I had healed, like, my mind was good. But there was something still missing that I was, like... Even though, like, I'm happy and everyone sees, like, oh, you're doing so great yeah. for someone who's, like, going through a divorce, yes. right? And it's just, like, yeah, but y'all don't see me at night when I'm yeah. in bed by myself and I'm crying yeah. my eyes out. We're not even gonna want am crying my eyes out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so then Jesus found me there. And that's when I'm, like, okay, Jesus found me. I'm healed. Y'all <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> right? And I realized from there, because from there I've experienced more losses, right? Mm -hmm. Even with the Lord, I lost my grandma in 2021 unexpectedly to COVID. And then last year I lost my cousin unexpectedly to, he was hit by a car. And so, you know, on top of that, there's also different types of hurts. Mm -hmm. Life in itself hurts you. People Mm -hmm. hurt you. Your work hurts you. Mm -hmm. And so I started to realize that like, I'm always hurting, so, like, there's some I'm doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's where I feel like the last year is when I have taken it seriously. Like, we're going to heal. Because I think I had to ask myself, I'm surviving. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not healing. I'm Mm -hmm. surviving. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm just trying to get my head over our waters and move on to the next day. And it was just like, this isn't life. And I think I often tell people, I was just existing. I wasn't really living. Mm -hmm. And if I'm with God and with Christ, I should be living life to the fullest. And so that's when I've taken like a serious journey of healing in the last year. And so that's why I was like, when you reached out to me, I was like, oh, this is my topic. Like, I love I know it. this. But that was a long intro, but that's not right. No. Just to show you, like, yeah. this is why I'm passionate about healing. Yeah. This is why I'm passionate about, like, helping women heal, because, we can do so much external stuff, mm-hmm. but we can still be crying in bed yeah. at the end yeah. of the night. And nobody knows but God. Yeah. And so this, you get to a point where you have to ask yourself, am I surviving or am I healing? Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's the first thing I always tell people. Like, ask yourself. Like what are you really doing? Yeah. yeah, because from there, the Holy Spirit is very good at revealing to you. Like girl, you say you're you're saying you're doing this, you're telling people you're doing this, but this is what you're really doing. Yeah, and that's no, when just yeah. like, oh, okay, God, like, you're coming for me. But, no, I
1: love that you know because Kiana and I were talking about how like, you know, we get a lot of feedback from these women that are like, I've been healing for a year, or I've been healing for fifteen years, and it's like, it dep- I feel like it depends on what you're doing during that healing time because you can heal within six months you know or you can heal within five ten years you know so you know we just thought that it would be perfect and great to talk about like what are like the steps it is that you do to take to like heal or you know like how much time should one invest in, like, healing in yourself? And I love that you said about, you know, finding God because you were so good, you know, what physically, mentally, you were the best you had, but, like, you were missing that puzzle piece, which was God, you know? And I can, whoo relate so much to that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like, you pointed something out, and I, um about how it tied, how long it takes people to heal mm-hmm. i i think i was telling you yeah. I, I started doing a study on healing like a year ago when i took oh on God. this journey um and the lord really had me digging and exploring physical wounds mm-hmm. i was like when you get hurt right when a child falls and scrapes his knee right mm-hmm. that takes a little while to heal yeah. right because depending on how deep the cut is mm-hmm you might need stitches Mm -hmm. or you might need a Band-Aid. And oftentimes I feel people are trying to put a Mm Band-Aid on a wound that needs stitches. Mm -hmm. And that's when you're... And it's like if you look at the doctor perspective of it, Mm -hmm. right? That's how infections (laughs) happen. So here you are trying to heal and you have this wound that needs stitches and now it's infected. So now Mm -hmm. your healing process is now delayed and it's going to be longer Mm -hmm. because you didn't get the proper care. That you need it. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, what I realized is when I thought I was healing, I was going to external sources. Mm-hmm. That was alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. It was men, it was partying, it was clubbing. Because I was using that to alleviate the pain, but I wasn't dealing with the actual problem. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes that's what people do, especially now that we have social media. Yeah. Like anything external, I just look at it that you can grab your hand out and take mm-hmm. it, that's a distraction. Um and like I was telling you earlier, I was like, um, you know, when my roommate um, moved out and it was like, okay, I'm gonna put the room for rent, and it was like, uh uh-huh, hold on, right? It's because I started to realize I've always been that person to have external, you know, mm-hmm. sources to help me be distracted kind of from what's really like going on internal. Mm-hmm. And when I've been in therapy now for almost a year, and when I took this to therapy, because I'm like, why is this like, why is this bugging me? I had to realize that I have never sat with myself, mm-hmm. like, with myself, right? And oftentimes you hear, like, I sat with self. No. Mm -hmm. Sitting with yourself is very scary because, number one, the first thing that I deal with is, like, oh, the things I don't like, right? But when I push those lies, because I know they're all lies, and I actually get present to the actual power in me, which is the light, which Mm -hmm. is Jesus, it's very scary because it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so when I realize, like, dang, I'm so powerful because... Christ lives in me like I am unstoppable it's just like just quiet just no 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 we're not because it's scary it's just like that's not not that's not the narrative I've had is a different narrative I've had Is like you can't do this like you're suck or you're always going to be hurting but when I'm letting go of those lies and really stepping into like no girl like everything is possible with God and you have God in you really sitting with myself in that place it was really hard and so now i take the time to check in if i have because oftentimes i think our body has these reactions when we're feeling like jealousy right you start to you start to feel it but you can't discern it until you sit with yourself Mm -hmm. and the holy spirit to be like you're jealous, right? You just have this, like, uncomfortable feeling all of a sudden, and you brush it off really easily. But here's the thing, and we always talk about this in right? It's like you just cut the tree down, but you don't take the roots out. Yeah. And so it's going to grow. And the more the roots grow deeper, the harder it is to get that, that branch or whatever it is, grow that weed growing out. And so that's, a, you know, it's a great, when you put it, it's like, okay, you have to look first at who hurt you or what caused the hurt, Right? And there's different levels to it. It could be, you know, my friend lied to me or Mm -hmm. my boyfriend cheated on me or you went through a divorce. Like, I've gone through all those types of hurt and I know that each one takes a different... is a different timeline. And so it might take me five years. It might take someone else one year because we're all different. But it's really good to look at, like, first, what caused the pain. And I think when you see it, we often... We're angry, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're fresh at our relationship, like really fresh, right? <laughs> it's like you have these emotions. <laughs> I think in the last episode, I was like, you know, uh, listening. It's like you still guys kept in touch, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's like how to heal, right? Like, the first step is like make a decision, mm-hmm. right? Um, holding on to hope is not a decision. Like mm-hmm. you're still holding on because you're waiting for like something's gonna happen, and I'm guilty of that too. Is like I'm gonna hold on to it, but when you decide, like no. This is it. Like with no more communication, you Mm -hmm. cut off ties, you now have a blank canvas to start from. Mm -hmm. And so that would be like how to heal, right? It's like first look at what caused the hurt, right? And when you look at that, make a decision. Are you ready to cut ties with this person? And some people probably already have, right? Mm -hmm. And but you have to make the decision first. I'm going to heal. Um and early, like I mentioned earlier, is like, but also ask yourself, are you surviving or are you healing? Because it's really easy to confuse when you're healing because sometimes you're just trying to survive the day Mm -hmm. and sometimes some days you are healing some days you're surviving it might look different because everyone you know is at a different pace everyone has gone through different everyone has different community to know who to reach out to when they are hurting in that way
2: i know i definitely agree
0: with that and like being
1: fresh out of a relationship as you so eloquently we're like which what (laughs) relationship
2: what um no but like I tell Vanessa this all the time, and especially, like, after, like, we were, like, no communication at all. Um, But I feel like the foundation of having God through this heartbreak has changed my process so Mm -hmm. much that, um, because, I mean, I prayed the prayer to remove him if he wasn't the one, and Mm -hmm. God did that. So I think, like, my process of healing feels like, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's just, it feels like, I know this is a God thing, so I can't get wrapped up in this, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, there's still hurt there, but it doesn't hurt that much because I know that God has my best interest at heart. So I think that kind of looking at it, changing your perspective about, like, why this is happening to you or even, like, changing the narrative, like, this is happening to you um, and just realizing, like, God is moving. God is doing something in my life right now and I asked for this so I can't get mad at the outcome and you kind of already had a hunch anyways mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that I, that could probably help somebody move, not quicker, but just kind of understand why they may be going through this and also like try to move past the, that hurt part because um, I know everybody's experience is going to be a little different I feel like um, for me personally I thought I was going to be hung up a lot more than what is actually happening to me and not to say like i don't have days where i'm just still like kind of thinking like i wonder what what would have happened if this didn't happen but i feel like i'm a lot more in tune with what the actual reality of what my the relationship was and not like okay but that wasn't what it was so that's
0: not how it's gonna play out
1: mm-hmm.
0: um I'll just call it no, that's good because like as I'm hearing you speak it what comes to mind is like you can't heal in the environment that hurt you. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so it's like as long as you keep connections with mm-hmm. the person who caused the hurt, you're not going to be able to heal. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you cut that all that off, you no longer have any ties to that environment. Mm-hmm. So now you are looking at things from a different perspective. You're yeah. not looking from a lo- lovey-dovey eyes, right? Yeah. You're just like, no, he was the one. Now it's just like reality that he's like, dang. There was all these red flags that I just didn't want to look at because you wanted to justify Mm -hmm. the actions, right? And oftentimes, and I want to say this too, when you break up with someone and it's God-led, it hurts a little more Mm -hmm. because you're picking God over this Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. that you want to love. Um, but there's something beautiful in that because God honors that yes. he's like you're choosing me and Man. ultimately that's what he wants he yes. wants you to choose yes. him and so when you do that yes it hurts but it's a different type right. of hurt because mm-hmm. it's like I know God has something better for yeah. me I'm and sure. I know I could just put that in the forefront something. but it doesn't take away the pain of the yeah. actual breakup but like you said it's a different type of process because you know God's got you yeah. and mm-hmm. it's like you prayed for this that's and God answered right. and right. like, just I like I wasn't really expecting God, your you to answer not me <laughs> suffer either you know yeah. so. Yeah, I feel like he really
2: honored that part of it too because I'm like, I thought, I mean, I kind of saw that coming, so I'm like, I thought I was going to be tore up about it, and that definitely was for a couple weeks, but the peace that I have now and mm-hmm. just the faith that I have in God and knowing that, like, whatever he's doing in my life is for a purpose and it's for my best, um, I think that that just drives me every single day, so I would just, you know, that's the importance of, like, having God in your life and having um, rooted in faith and community kind of push you along because i don't think i could do this without like having that like i can't even imagine yeah. like having
1: yeah. it, not having that and yeah. i feel like that's why you're you've been able to like i don't want to say move on fast or mm-hmm. quicker but like been able to like move on from this faster yeah. you know but able to heal faster and like let go of the hope like Ingrid yeah. said you know and like know and that you have faith in god and like he's he got something better for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's a great opportunity for you to really, like, what do you want, Kiana? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yes. Yeah. Like, like, what exactly does that feel like for me? So, after my divorce, I didn't date. I was just like, I don't like men. I, like, I, right? I was hurt, right? I was really hurt because it was a man I trusted a 100,000%. Yeah. And he broke that trust. So, I had trust issues with that. Um, But before I came to Christ, I did... Met this guy online. This is why I'll never date online (laughs) ever again. But I met him online, and um, we went to dates, and he was great on paper. He was, like, a volunteer in the fire department. He worked at NIH. He was great on paper. And he was was pursuing. And there's nothing more than a woman likes to be pursued, because you don't got to do nothing. You just got to sit there and look pretty, right? And so, you know, we were dating for, like, three months. We took a trip to New York. He met... He introduced me to his family in New York, and I was like, this is a little too soon. And that's when I, from that relationship where it is, what's fast won't last. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so we met. And so we come back and start acting a little weird. This man had a whole girlfriend pregnant. Oh, like yeah. he had a whole other life. And it just, the math was mathing because I was like, he texts me every morning. T- he, he was always with me. How did he have a chance to yeah. like live another life, right? Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I found out was because the baby mama had gotten my number, And she kept blowing my phone up, but she was like an old, she was, she was in her forties and she wasn't like a texter. So I was like, I don't answer (laughs) calls I don't, you know, and I'm like, I'm not about to answer this, but I ended up answering one time. No, she ended up like texting. It was like, this is so-and-so and and this, this, and that. And I read it and I was like, not again. Like I trusted this guy. It was, everything was good for like three months. What do I do? And then uh, we ended up being friends, me and the baby mama, because like, we got on the phone <laughs> and was like, tell me all the red flags. And she's like, tell me all this. And so we both together, I was like, and I had done so much personal development work. Like 2017, I dropped a lot of money on personal development programs because I was like, I need help. <laughs> you know, I needed all the self help I can. I can get, and so we end up, like, ganging up on him and confronting him together, because I was like, uh-uh, you coming yeah. with me, and we're taking the receipts, <laughs> and we're gonna go to him, and then coroner was like, you're gonna explain this, this man had no words, right, no oh, words, yeah. because, like, it right. was just, like, in his face, right, and from there, I was like, oh, no, 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 and so I did not say at all until, like, 2019, um, I dated from someone from the church I was attending, and it was a short, brief, um, but, it was more like a situationship turned into a relationship. <laughs> um, but I had this mentality of, like, I don't want a relationship. Not after, like, my divorce, not after that failed relationship. I was like, I don't want one. And so I kept justifying, like, I don't want this, I don't want this. And so I was okay with that, right? And so we ended up dating, and then, like, three months in, I was like, yeah, no. I I was just going through so much, and I just ended it, roughly. Mm-hmm. But I always kept the door open. If he wanted to come and chat, and mm-hmm. for months, for years, right, I kept it open until... In the last year, I realized, through therapy, right, um, that he was like holding a mirror mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I allowed him to keep coming back was because the insecurities I didn't want to work on myself, mm-hmm. he was filling in with his mm-hmm. attention, his affection. And so he was literally a mirror to be like, this is what you don't like about yourself, but this is what he loves about it. And every time he would leave, I would be devastated and be like, I don't need a man like this. And so the Lord, he showed me, he's like, no, let me fill those insecurities. Because the moment Jesus yeah. filled those insecurities, I would never settle for breadcrumbs because yes. that literally was and I was like but I'm okay with that and it was like no you you think you're okay yeah. with it because you don't want to deal with the parts you don't like about yourself Ingrid and when I really sat with that it was very uncomfortable because underneath all that the root was I didn't think I was worthy of love mm-hmm. and that was like how long have I been operating walking with Christ thinking I wasn't worthy of love okay. and mm-hmm. that's when I realized that There is such a difference in knowing something and believing something. We can know we're a child of God. We can know we're a daughter of a king. But it doesn't do any good if you don't believe it. Because from your heart stems all the actions. That's where our thoughts come and that's where our actions come. And so when I wasn't dealing with that, I'm not worthy. But I was like putting some dirt on it. Because every time he came back, I was like, no, no, no. And I kept holding on to the hope he's the one. Because the relationship was great. When we were together, it was great. And one thing I learned about that relationship was we never attacked each other, we attack the sin. And that's how I was like, this is, relationships can work, but they, they require work. And that's something where I'm like, when it gets too hard, like my mom says, uh-uh, I'm, I'm out. Uh, I'm, you know that Spongebob, me and my that's, mom head out. I head out, that's,
1: <laughs> that's literally me. <laughs>
0: But yeah, it comes, you know, trust is is hard, but I think in the season that like you're in and you're single Tory, right? mm-hmm. yeah, in the season that you're saying it's great, like I love being single now because I get to really be with myself and understand mm-hmm. what do I like, what I don't like, yes. what I envision for my life. And then also like when you're about to pick a partner, like this is a person you want to think you're raising kids with. Yeah. Right? What is the values you want them to sh- you want them to show your kids. Yeah. This is um, you know, the one you're going to grow old that when your kids are gone, yeah. you're they're going to be wiping your butt and stuff, like, you know. <laughs> and so it's just like when I really thought about that, I was like, ooh, I need to I need to be picky. Yeah. And I was like, and if it's going to take a while for me to find, then so be it because yeah. I think it was last year when the Lord finally answered my prayer. I kept praying, like, Lord, I want a husband. Every fast at church, I want a husband, Lord, give me a husband, give me a husband. And it was like crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs> and then last year, all he said, you're not in a position to be found as wife. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh excuse me okay. and what did i do i got on hinge i was like i'm gonna take matters in my own hands Stop. <laughs> went, this is like two months after and so i go on a date and i'm like all right this guy's great and i'm at this date and the whole time the holy spirit is like Mm-mm. like you know this ain't for you you're like why are you here i couldn't even enjoy the date so i was like this is great free meal hey and then i was like yeah no we we can't date and then this year i was like, getting to know someone, and I quickly was, like, not ready. And so I was able to be present to my boundaries that I have set and actually honor them. Mm. And I love that because I didn't lead him on. It, it got to, like, we're just friends, but I stopped it right before it could have turned messy, I would say, because mm-hmm. I was... Respecting the boundaries that I put them like when yeah. we're in, in the season of healing and yeah. healing means I have to remove distraction and yeah. men are Distraction yeah. I was like because now they want to go out to eat or they want to hang out and mm-hmm. this I have spend time with Jesus yeah. like he's right. my priority yeah. and when someone's coming into the mix and is distracting me yeah. No, I can't and so that's I was like no dating. It's just like the avenue because I used to go to places I'm like, I'm gonna meet my soulmate here <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> my mind is like oh, where does he gotta look presentable man now I look busted going to Walmart because I'm like look I'm not looking for nobody I just need to get what I need in Walmart and leave but I just see that mentality change is it's what you attract and yeah. Yeah. I was like because in the past where I'm like I'm looking for someone I'm attracting what I'm putting out there mm. and it's lustful thoughts so I'm attracting men that are just lustful for my yeah. looks I'm like I know I look good but like I don't want that to be the only thing yeah I want people to know me from my heart and I have a big heart for people and serving people, and I do a lot for church, and mm-hmm. I want to be with someone who's okay with that, yeah. because if they're not, I'm sorry, like, I'm not about to, like, stop serving and doing everything I do at church because, a man, yeah. no, 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 yeah. but if last year, I probably would've, <laughs> but it's like, I had to take me through that journey to be like, I need you in isolation, mm-hmm. I need you to myself, because from there, it's it's so clear to hear from him. Mm-hmm. And it's able to discern, and I'm able to give, you know, he reveals so much to me about myself in my quiet time and in my alone time that I'm like, this is a revelation I need to learn how to heal. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's knowing, like, stop comparing myself to other people. Like, if they're married at 34, or 35, or have kids, like, look, yeah. if I'm going to be a mama at 45, let me be a mama at 45, yeah. right? Because who's going to get the glory? It will be all God. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I had to start letting go of that. It's like, no, I wanted to be married with kids at 35, mm-hmm. I'm about to be 35 in a couple of months. It's like, it's not going to happen, but I'm okay with it now because I'm just like, I'm at peace with where I'm at because I know that I'm living in the purpose that he put me in and there's nothing that's hurting me because I've taken the time to heal and I'm still continuing to heal because, you know, we all have our days Mm -hmm. because triggers, triggers are real, right? When it's always like, that's when we get scars, right? It's like, you get, remember like, I have a scar here. I think it's starting to fade. I had the bright idea of buying a wax machine, and I don't know why I thought it was great until <laughs> I pick up the wax and try it. That thing oh, burned right through my skin. <laughs> it made like, a hole. I was literally like, "Oh my gosh, I'm dumb." But it was just like, "Why did I do that?" Yeah. I didn't yeah. think it through, mm-hmm. and so you know, it's just giving that time when you cancel all distractions mm-hmm. and you sit with yourself. And this is where I, I'm gonna give you guys homework. It, when, as you talk to the people through the week. Ask them. When's the last time you sat by yourself? What did you notice about yourself? I, I guarantee, guarantee you no one does because we have so much distractions. We got social media.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That included what? What is it? About? Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram. Just Do people still use Snapchat? Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? New threads, right? Um, TikTok. TikTok mm-hmm. always gets me because I get everything. Everything's know. <laughs> on TikTok. Yeah. You learn how to cook. You want to the news? Yeah. right But then if not, you can turn on the TV. Yeah. There's Netflix. There's endless options, right? And if you want the TV, you're going to hit up some friends. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so there's there's always external sources that people go out to. But honestly, what you need to heal and all the answers you need, you have inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just need that quiet time to really listen to God for him to be like, look, Ingrid, you stubborn because of this. Mm-hmm. Or you're this way because of what happened to you when you were 10. Mm-hmm. And it's just like all that is like you're not going to get that if you're just cluttered with so much stuff. You mm-hmm. have to sit with yourself and sit with the ugly stuff because when I first started therapy, I had to deal with that I do not love myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I do, you know, hashtag self-love and this that. But I had to look at, like, what did my diet look like? Mm-hmm. Like, what did my mm-hmm. sleeping habits look like? Mm-hmm. What was I doing to really showcase that I really love myself? Mm-hmm. And so I had to sit right there and be like, dang, I really don't because mm-hmm. I was eating junk, I was staying up till 1, 2 a.m., mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was just doing all these bad things to my body. But I'm thinking, is it moderation, right? But it was like, no. It's, yeah. not, it's not in moderation. It's like, you look at yourself in the mirror and say wholeheartedly, I love everything I see. And it was really hard to sit and do that. And when I did that, I realized that I'm so hard on myself. And then I understanding that we all have a narrative in our mind. And that narrative is either positive or negative. And the narrative I've had was negative. Because it was always like, you should have been doing this. It was always like... You know, like, when your parents are, like, on your, like, you should have taken the chicken out from the freezer, like I told you, right? All those things, it was, like, that was my narrative 24-7. And so I was so hard on myself. And I remember my therapist asked you, who's telling you this stuff? And I was just, like, trying to find, like, you know, my mom or my coworker or my boss, and I had to sit there. I was like, I am, mm-hmm. and so she's like, but why? Why are you so hard on yourself? And I was like, I don't know. You tell me. It's my paying You for it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like to realize, it's like dang, I am really that hard on myself. But why? And it's like coming to like I didn't, I didn't love myself, and so I think one of the components to sit with that. um and So let's give like an order if people are taking notes here because you know, we just had it. So like. What I would uh, encourage is like, first, you know, make a decision that you want to heal. And once you make the decision, um, forgive. Mm -hmm. And this is, I was into a sermon the other day. This is where it's really hard for people because the justification of, you hurt me. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you're in the wrong. But Christ forgave us. Mm -hmm. So in the space of his forgiveness, we are to forgive others for what they do. And I, from the last relationship that I had, I understand that People, we all have baggage. We all got hurt. We all got stuff that we went through. And we react. So hurt people hurt people, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you understand that this person is hurting, it's not them. You can view them in the eyes of Christ and be like, this person is whole Mm -hmm. and complete. And they're they're loved, unconditionally loved. When you can see that person, for me, when I can see a person that way is I know I forgive them Mm -hmm. for what they did. Because I know that it wasn't like intentional is whatever happened to them in their past either from childhood or young adult this is how they're reacting because behaviors are a type of communication Mm -hmm. are you listening or are you understanding is a different question Mm -hmm. and most people just be like well he did this and then what did you make that mean because when you look at it from a I always do a Venn diagram (laughs) when you do a Venn diagram from in school Mm on one side you put what happened right and so if you're telling a story okay he cheated on me And then on the other side, you put what's his side of the story. You don't know because, you know, there's always something like, oh, I I just happened in the moment. But what led up to that moment, right? But in the middle of it, it is what we all do. We all add a meaning to it. And so it's like, he cheated on me because I'm not good enough or I didn't do this. So we start putting the blame on us. And so when you forgive the other person, the next step is to forgive yourself. And this is where it took me the longest. Mm-hmm. Because I had to realize that I disrespected myself for so many years, that I gave myself no value, and just I treated myself poorly, allowing everything to happen to me. But I never took the time to like sit with like little Ingrid or just Ingrid and be like, I'm sorry that I, yeah. I put you through this. And that was, I feel like the hardest thing to do was to forgive myself because it goes back to that narrative where like, well, I suck anyways, or this happened, or this yeah. happened to me. But it was like, no, like it happened, but forgive yourself because you didn't know any better. Yeah. Like I didn't have like an older sister to guide me to be like, Hey, don't believe everything a guy says or you know be careful i was like i love love so i love being in relationships back then Now i'm very careful right my love (laughs) is jesus (laughs) but i love the idea of love i love being in a relationship i love Mm -hmm. being that like girlfriend i love it um but i had to understand that like when i learned my lesson right when it's fast it won't last and so now that oh, I'm, I'm on fair. the other side, I'm like, I take my time. I can clearly see it when someone's trying to move fast and it's just like, bro, pump your brakes. Like, I just met you like three weeks ago. <laughs> but like the old Ingrid would have i like, oh my God, he loves me so much and this is great and I'm all <laughs> in there, right? <laughs> yes, but it's thorough. just like every lesson is a blessing because there's yeah. a lesson. And so, but when you're present to see that because you've taken the time to heal, mm-hmm. then you take those life lessons into the next situation. Yes. Yes. So you don't start repeating cycles yeah. because that's why you repeat cycles. I yeah. feel like for me, prior to now, like being completely sincere it was like men after men after men. It's like I broke up with one, go find me another one, mm-hmm. broke up with that one. But what I was doing is taking so much baggage and baggage and baggage into a next relationship. It's kind of like a wound, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I got hurt. And instead of like putting a Band-Aid, I'm over here in environments that is causing infections. And now it's like an infection through my whole body. And it's like, now I'm just really, really toxic, right? (laughs) Because I will own up to it. At one point in my life, I was toxic. Because it was like, no, you need to love me because this and that. And it's just like, dang. But why? Because I never took the time to sit with myself to Mm -hmm. deal with why I was the way I was. It was just like, I'm just going to find another man. I'm just going to go party because I was a party girl. You found me in a club every weekend, right? I was like, I knew in high school, I knew where the parties were. And in college, I knew where all the clubs were you can get for free. I knew bouncers and everything. So it's like I knew where to go to alleviate the pain but Mm -hmm. never deal with the actual root of things until the last year when I have. I'm just like, there's so much freedom. and like, I mean, I think I told you the week's like, it just requires a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And that's what people don't want to do. I was like, I don't want to do the work. I just wanted to be like, I'm good. Ooh, this man is fine. Let me go talk to him. But like, girl, did you deal with the last relationship? Mm -hmm. Well, what happened there before you move on? Like, what did you learn from there? And it's just like some people don't want to hear it. And then you have, I feel like people that have been together for such a long time. The the secret to that is, as their issues come up, they work together through Mm -hmm. it. And I feel like that is a partnership. Mm -hmm. And I feel like. I personally feel like healing is always going to be ongoing. Mm-hmm. I was like because life is always going to hurt us. Yeah. Yeah. It's always going to hurt us and it doesn't get better but we get better. Mm-hmm. So we know how to handle it more different. And so when I'm something, you know, someone does me wrong, I can just be like, okay. Be with yourself, feel the emotions you have to feel because they're valid, right? You're yeah. upset, you you have that like knot in your throat, you want to go punch something, feel it cuz what I the error that I did, I suppressed it. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where I was becoming numb. And so it was just like, OK, whatever, I don't care anymore. But it was just like, again, I was existing, I wasn't living. Like, who wants to wake up that way? I yeah. mean, I've, I've been there before, so I understand that people go through it. But like, you'll get to a day where you're going to be like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And that's the day where you have to make the decision, I'm going to heal. And when you make that decision, and you cut all ties of whatever, because you can't heal in same environment, you have to forgive the person who caused the hurt. And then forgive yourself. And from there is where the beautiful journey starts, where I used to call it back then is hashtag Operation Find Who I Am. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, what does Ingrid like to do? Because especially when I got divorced, I had the title of a wife, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was like, my whole life was designed to be this wife and this family we were going to raise, but now that's gone. Mm -hmm. So who the heck am I? (laughs) Right? It's like, what do I like to do? I, I, I think I cried for like a month because I was like, I knew nothing outside of him. I did nothing outside of him. And so now it was the scary, like, being by myself, right? And so I took myself on dates at one point. It's like, I got all nice and pretty. I made reservations for two, but only one showed up because it was me. Um, And it was very uncomfortable at first, but I had to push back that fear because I'm like, everyone's staring at you, so what? Let Mm -hmm. them stare. But you're doing something that's so scary for you. And so I started doing that. I started going to the movies. I took up... um, like crafting, um, candle making, like anything that I was interested in, I didn't wait for no one, I just did it. And yeah. that's why it's a bad habit now when I do stuff, like why didn't you invite? And it's like, it's when I do it, I don't think twice, I just look at it and I'm gonna do it. Um, because you have to find what brings you joy. Yeah. Like everyone has different, like my mom likes to, um, sew like crochet things, Yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, I'm just like, mom, that's so boring. <laughs> but for her, it soothes her. Yeah. It gives her like, it sends her and patience her. I've recently, now as a result I like coloring. I didn't know I like coloring until I sat one day and I colored. It was two hours later, and I was like, wow. I was really calm. and I was like, this is what I like to do. And so everyone has a different thing. And if you don't know it, just go out there. When I was doing it, it was meetup, I think. I don't know if they still yeah, do that. I still yeah, I was like, but I would go on meetup, and I would put hiking. That's where I picked up hiking. And we'll meet up with a group, or and then it was like, Filmmaking, I think I got into like got into that side. Photography, anything that brought me interest, I got it. Cause when you start bringing joy, you start being happy. You're yeah. like, this is what I'm being happy. So no longer is a person fulfilling that happiness. Now it's things that you like. So now you're you're being with yourself, and from there, I mean, there's endless possibilities that you can do it. Cause now you're just like, what's next? And it's just a great point to be at because you no longer are waiting for a man to come you know, swoop you out of your feet and take care of you. It's like, now you know what you want, you know what you have to do, and you just go for it. And then, like, I always will never forget this from Pastor Josh when he was like, look, in this walk with the Lord, if you're just running, eventually someone's going to start running next to you. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to be easy because Mm -hmm. you guys both... I feel like God is working on my man. Like right oh, now, yes. we have the same journey. Like we both changing our eating habits. Boo, you got yeah. you right. We're both working that. Got you. We're both spending time with him. I got you. And at the right time, as I'm running, he's gonna start running next to me, yeah. and it's gonna be easy. And that's why I feel like I am not ready to date yet because I wanted to get, I want to know more of God's love mm-hmm. and be that the root of everything. So when I meet the other guy, he as you know my partner, whoever he may be, I know, and I won't have to question like okay, is he gonna cheat on me? Is he yeah. gonna be, tr- you know, can yeah. I trust him? Is he gonna change his mind? Like. Like I said earlier, being pursued, we women love that, okay? It's in, you know, like they want to take you dine you and take care yeah. of you. It's like that safety net. Mm-hmm. We want that. And I'm very independent, so I'm like, I stand on my ground. I don't need no man. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice sometimes to be like, okay, we just save you out to eat. Like, you got, oh, you got yeah. the plans? And that's what I'm looking for because for the longest, I was the one making the plans, yeah. running the show. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, this is just me. Is me. But it's, no, I'm just operating in this uh, survival mode, this protective mode. Mm-hmm. Um, Clear, you know, film that I have around me because that's all I ever knew. But now that I'm in the space of like getting to know, you know, we just read songs with songs. Yeah. So, like the way Jesus loves us it's like, come on, boo. Like yeah. there, there has to be a man out there, and there is, right? Every Ruth wants their Boaz, right? And so it's like we will get there, but we have to do the work first and really ask yourself, when was the last time you were 100 alone? When, like, I mean, no side boo, no side joint, no nobody you can text at night when was the last time and how long did it last? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, like, oh, I've been like that. And when I ask him, it has been like a month. Mm-hmm. Good, I didn't have time. I always, I always look at the 90-day rule. Like, in work, so you got a new job, you got 90 days before they, they fired you and we're like, nah, you ain't come for this job. It's 90 <laughs> days, right? And then habits, I think it's like 21 to 90 days, I think, is how you form habits. Mm-hmm. And so when you're completely alone, like, a nobody on your, like, no one on the phone that you can hit up, because, you know, at one point you have someone to take you to the movies, someone to take you to dinner, someone to take you to shopping. You no, always seriously. have someone, right? But, like, when you have nobody, it's very lonely, mm-hmm. yes, but it's a sacred place place to be in because I was looking at this when we leave this earth we ain't taking a bite with us It's just us going right Mm -hmm. and so it's like you learn how to be with yourself enjoy that Mm -hmm. you know aspect of being with yourself and from there you're gonna know exactly what you want and what brings you Mm -hmm. joy and when you have that established ain't nobody can take it from you because then the next relationship will come and knock you down but you'll get back on your feet because you know Mm -hmm. what you want you know who you are you know who you belong to so there's nothing that can stop you. And yes. so... That's how I amen. feel right yes. now. I feel yes. yes. <laughs> I'm like, that's Keanu right now! Oh, because
2: that's kind of how I would describe it. It's like... you're Going through this process and finding yourself doesn't mean you're never going to get your heart broken again. Yeah. It just means that you have these resources and you have all these things that you can fall back on so that when it does happen, mm-hmm. if it does, that it doesn't take you... like You don't have to reinvent the circle all over again. You have like this foundation that you can fall back on. And I just definitely can relate to that because I'm like, I was already doing the work and I just, you know, added God into it. And now I just have this full picture of like, okay, now I know for next time, like, and you know, I feel like women or, you know, men and women can do a better job of like understanding that people aren't ours to have. Like sometimes they're just experiences and we need to learn how to let go because sometimes people are in our lives for, seasons, lessons, you know, lifetime, and just understanding which reason that is, and kind of just being okay to be like, all right, this was just a season, and letting go can get you to that person that God has called you to be with a lot quicker, but I feel like a lot of times we are, like, so scared of, like, what we don't know is out there the uncertainty and it shows our lack of faith in God and our trust for his like His plans for us. Mm-hmm. Like I really had to sit with that of, of like, why do I feel like I need to hold on to this person when God already told me like, it's not it. Like do I really trust you with my future? And mm-hmm. then once you can truly answer that yes, then I think like you can really let it go and be like, okay, I can move on because I know that this is what God has for me. But I think like creating that foundation and just knowing like this doesn't guarantee i'm never going to get my heart broken again but it does mean that each time is going to be a little bit easier and i know that i'll be okay like it's not going to be world shattering mm-hmm. uh, i think it's so vital so i love everything that you've been saying um hi guys so oh, um i'm
1: <laughs> so this is us at 9:30 p.m
2: You're trying to edit this podcast on monday and, night um i just realized that the rest of our conversation got cut off and is not recorded so we are going to leave you with this episode and we hope that you enjoyed and got something from it I know that up until this point Ingrid dropped a lot of gems and we'll definitely have her on again to kind of wrap up this conversation yeah, um, she was good. I mean, yeah. I don't
1: think we were, the last part, it was questions that we asked her. It so like three questions, which were still fire. Yeah. But we'll definitely have her on again. Yeah,
2: but you guys got the point. Like, come on, let's heal. Let's move <laughs> let's on. Let's do this. And let's do what God has called us to do. So we appreciate you for making it this far. And we hope that you enjoy this episode and share with a friend.
1: Bye, guys. Bye.